Welcome to the Gospel Matrescence Podcast. Matrescence, the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional transformation women go through when becoming a mother. This developmental stage of life is as powerful and irreversible as adolescence, and yet few women have ever heard of it. Our communities have little to no rites of passage to celebrate or prepare for it, but here, at Gospel Matrescence, we apply a biblical worldview to the beautiful and sometimes painful metamorphosis of motherhood. Come, let's navigate motherhood together. Andy Davidson, and welcome to episode two of the Gospel Matrescence podcast. In uh, episode one, I shared kind of more of a personal story um, of my journey into matrescence and what led to the heart um, and desire behind the vision for this ministry. But today we're going to focus on another question, a little bit of a history of the word matrescence and the movement towards matrescence. And then an even deeper question, what is gospel matrescence? What happens when we take these two words, gospel and matrescence, and put them together? What do we get? So before I dig into um, the subject matter for today, I want to give you an imagine if scenario. So I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine along with me. Imagine that you have plans to go on a trip to Europe. Maybe you're going to bring your husband with you. Maybe you're going to bring a best friend or a sister with you, but you have been looking forward to this trip to Europe. You have three full weeks. You're planning on visiting five or six different cities, a few different countries, and um, you are so busy and you don't have time to do all the research that you hope. You find yourself, it's the night before the big trip, you're packing your bags and you wonder to yourself, oh my, how is this going to turn out? So with a little fear and trepidation and excitement, you hop on that plane and you land in Frankfurt. You step off um, the jetway, you step out into the streets and you look to your friend and say, well, Let's do it. And you begin walking into this grand adventure that you have. Now, imagine a a second scenario. Um, You have the same trip planned. You're super excited, but you have a dear friend that actually took this exact same trip last spring. She has sat down with you. She showed you all of her pictures. She... um, told you all of the mistakes they made along the way. She gave you a heads up on how to buy the light rail tickets. She told you the best hostels and hotels to stay in. She explained a closed road that the maps were wrong and what she said, and it detoured them, but how they made accommodations and kind of gave you all of the tips and tricks for the land. Now, imagining this scenario A and scenario B, how would it turn out? How would this grand adventure go if you kind of went in blind, didn't really know anything, didn't read any travel blogs, didn't have any friends who had walked the road before you versus scenario B, where you have a friend who's done it before you. You spent hours and hours picking her brain, hearing from her, learning from her mistakes, and felt super supported in this grand adventure that you were going to take. Um, we'll come back to this imaginative scenario at the end of the podcast, but I want you to think through the implications of those two different scenarios. So let's jump over to the question for today. What is matrescence and what is 
gospel matrescence. Um, in the first episode, I uh, gave a few brief references, but we want to dig a little bit deeper. And let me just walk you through a few minutes of a, um, a history of the word matrescence. So there's a woman, her name is Dana Raphael, and she was an anthropologist and a psychologist who lived in the 60s and 70s. And she had a particular heart for motherhood. She deeply believed that motherhood was sacred. She actually is the woman who um, coined the term or popularized, let's say, the term doula. She was actually in a trip to Greece and she um, heard the Greek word doula and this support coach for a woman who's in labor. And she brought this idea back to America and um, was kind of the mother of the art of doulaing, of supporting and coaching a woman through her pregnancy and her childbirth as well as the um, months that followed of nursing. And so Dana Raphael is the mother of the art of dueling, but she also wrote a book. Um, and the book that she wrote was called Becoming Female. Um, the subtitle was A New Old Rite of Passage for Women. Um, and that was published in 1973. In that book, uh, she introduced to the world the word matrescence, where she took maternity and adolescence, and she began to develop a framework by which women could see this process, um, like I called it a metamorphosis of motherhood. And she gave some terms. She actually had about six or seven different areas that she dug into this to try to study what are the changes a woman goes through. Um, these seven areas that she gave is number one, fantasy versus reality. What is the fantasy that we imagine motherhood to be versus the reality that we experience? The second one was guilt and shame. How do guilt and shame interact with the process of becoming a mother? And how does a woman manage that guilt and shame that sometimes turns into some pretty intense anxiety? The third consideration was intergenerational factors to motherhood. How does she interact with her own mother as she's becoming a mother? How does she interact with her mother-in-law or maybe possibly grandmothers? Um, what are the things that were passed down to her that she imagined motherhood would be? What tools were passed down to her or what lack thereof was passed down? What dysfunctional patterns did she inherit and what functional healthy patterns did she inherit? Um, uh, the fourth factor she looked into is competition with other relationships. How does becoming a mother change the relationship she has with her husband as it introduces a factor of competition, this new little life that is competing for mom's affection, for mom's emotional energy, for her time? How does that change her relationship with her husband? How does that change her relationship with her peers that she was used to having un, you know, unlimited access to? And now all of a sudden her access to peers and other relationships is compromised. And so that competition introduces factors she has to consider. And then the last three were the physical ramifications of motherhood, the body changes she was going through, the social ramifications of motherhood? How does she relate socially to the support networks that she's a part of and the emotional ramifications of motherhood? So those seven areas are areas that she explored in this book, Becoming Female. Now, unfortunately, the book is out of print. You can buy it on Amazon for $148 right now. Um, and really only one chapter in that book addresses these factors that contribute to the process of matrescence and how peaceful or how rocky it is. Well, her work didn't get very far. 
it kind of, you know, it, it made a small, you know, dash on the radar of studying the process of motherhood. But it wasn't until about 2010, 2015, that another um, anthropologist, psychologist who was very interested in women's health and development arrived on the scene. Her name was Areli Athen. And Areli Athen, you actually can read a lot of her work. She has a website. Um, the website is simply matrescence.com. And she has kind of made it her life goal to build on the foundation that Dana Raphael um, started by informing people of the factors of motherhood. And I actually want to read to you her expanded definition. So she took the work of, of Dana Raphael and she expanded it. And here, um, here's a few sentences. Let me read a direct quote from her website is how she defines matrescence. So quote, in my expanded definition, the process of becoming a mother or matrescence coined by Dana Raphael, PhD in 1973 is a developmental passage where a woman transitions through preconception, pregnancy, and birth surrogacy or adoption to the postnatal period and beyond. The exact length of matrescence is individual it reoccurs with each child and may arguably last a lifetime. The scope of the changes encompasses multi-domains, bio, psycho, social, political, and spiritual, and can be likened to the developmental push of adolescence. Increased attention to mothers has spurred new findings from neuroscience to economics and supports the rationale for a new field of study known as matrescence. Such an arena would allow the round table of specialists to come together and advance our understanding of this life passage. End quote. So that was kind of a mouthful, but it does give you a much more expanded definition of this passage that she's talking about, this um, period of life. And she includes both surrogate mothers and adoptive mothers. She talks about how it lasts through the postnatal period and beyond, that it's unique to each individual, how long it lasts, that it reoccurs with each child. And for some women, it actually lasts a whole lifetime because once their identity as a mother comes upon them, it lasts until their death often. Um, the scope of the changes, she includes five different fields, biological, psychological, social, political, and spiritual. And um, she really is calling society to have this round table of specialists to come together and advance our understanding of this beautiful life passage that really has not been dug deeply into. So if you're curious, I encourage you to go look at matrescence.com, spend a few minutes, um, look around and see what um, work Aureli Athen has been doing in this area of matrescence. Um, as we circle back, you know, we kind of see as we're looking at the history of matrescence, here we are, it's, you know, 2023, she, um, Dana Raphael started this work some 50 years ago, um, plus, and then we see Aureli jumped on the scene about 15 years ago and really has made a lot of efforts to popularize this um, understanding in our society, but it hasn't made it very far. You know, if you type the word matrescence in any document, 
spell check doesn't recognize it as an actual word. So it's going to have the squiggly underline. Um, so spell check doesn't recognize it. There's no Wikipedia page in English. There is a Wikipedia page in French, but we don't see any Wikipedia page in English for the concept of matrescence. And, um, right now there are some researchers that are doing work and there are some life coaches that are focusing on matrescence. But in my study, every one of them without fail is coming from an intensely secular perspective. As a matter of fact, one, um, website that I studied actually had the definition of motherhood under matrescence as a form of oppression against women. Motherhood is a form of oppression against women. And when we think of motherhood in that sense, obviously we don't see any gospel influence in the work that's been done on matrescence. We don't see God's word coming to bear. We don't see, um, how does the gospel inform the way a woman is to walk through all these changes? How does the gospel, how does the picture of a wife and a mother in scripture help us see how we navigate this metamorphosis that we go through? You know, as I was looking into this, I was reminded of Proverbs 31, and we all know that that's the passage that describes a noble woman. But I want to read you this section from verse is 25 through 29. This is a description of a woman who is a mother who manages a home. And think of all those changes. Think of all those struggles that happen during matrescence. And we see the world is telling us that motherhood is a form of oppression. But listen to this description of this woman who's going through matrescence. It says here in Proverbs 31, 25 through 29, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faith instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Now that's a really different picture than motherhood as a form of oppression. We see this as motherhood as an exalted status, as a woman who's clothed with strength and dignity. There's anxiety is not present so she can laugh at the days to come. She's praised at the city gates. She's um, praised by her husband. She's praised by her children. They call her blessed because she's walked this road with strength and dignity. So my question to you is, what does your matrescence look like right now? Do you feel like these descriptors describe you? Or are you more in the camp that you feel like motherhood is a form of oppression? Um, these are topics that we're going to dig into as we go further along this idea of matrescence. But I've defined matrescence, and then I also am bringing the gospel to bear. That how do we get from motherhood as a form of oppression to this descriptor in Proverbs 31? Um, in the beginning of this episode, I, I gave you that imagine if scenario, this trip to Europe and option A is no research. You've never met anybody who's done it and you just go in blind. Option B is your best friend already went there and told you all the tips and tricks. Well, in many ways, that's how motherhood, a lot of us are walking down the path of motherhood like option A not really doing our research. We don't really have those who've gone before giving us all the warnings about closed roads and um, light rail passes and all the things that you need to be successful on a trip to Europe. And we need that dear friend. We need the best friend who says, hey, I went there last summer. Let me tell you everything I learned. And that's what my hope is for this podcast as we um, 
really navigate motherhood together, that you can feel like you are on a journey, that there have been others that have gone before you that can tell you when the bridge is out, that can tell you what roadblocks to look out for, that can give you jet lag recovery tips um, as you're struggling through motherhood so that that can be true of you, that you can walk with strength and dignity, that you can laugh at the days to come, that you can um, be blessed and be praised by your husband and by your children, and that you can just walk in an anxiety-free path to motherhood. So that gives you a little bit of background, but thank you so much for taking time out of your um, busy day to ponder these thoughts of what is matrescence and what does the gospel um, do to inform us of how this road should look for women today. So thank you so much. Be blessed and we'll see you next episode.